What's up my fellow Scruffy looking nerf herders and welcome to the Carbonite Chat. Today I'm going to be talking about an absolute idiot and his stupid response to The Last Jedi. This, when I first read it, it pissed me off so bad. I, 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 don't, I don't, it might have pissed me off more than The Last Jedi. Might have. This idiot, uh, Patrick Wilson is his name. Yes, Patrick, uh, Patrick Willems, I'm sorry. Is apparently a YouTuber, and uh, I the quick look. He's got over a hundred thousand subscribers, and this is an article done by Dark Side of the Force. I'm gonna be looking at my phone a little bit because I want to make sure I I read exactly what he says because he uses blatant, awful, terrible straw man arguments for why Empire Strikes Back. This is the, the, the name of the article by Dark's Dork Side of the Force <sighs> is. The Empire Strikes Back ruined Star Wars before The Last Jedi did. Now, anybody that is a legitimate, real Star Wars fan, yes, I'm going to say a real Star Wars fan. Because if you are uh, if you call yourself a real Star Wars fan, you understand The Empire Strikes Back is one of the best movies ever. You don't have to say it's the best movie. I understand some people have their specific favorites because of nostalgia. But it's within the top three, at least. At least. And you're never going to talk about it the way this idiot talks about it. I think Empire Strikes Back is the best movie. I know some people say A New Hope. Some people say Return of the Jedi. Debates all around. I think that, critically speaking, Return of the Jedi is a little bit weaker than A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back. But not the point of the argument. Either way, if you're a fan, you have respect for Empire Strikes Back. It made Star Wars what it was, what it became. Because it took it from just a typical fantasy space opera you know, blockbuster style movie and made it something different, something special. It was bold. It was brilliant. It was, it's why it's considered one of the best movies of all time. And this idiot that says, <clears throat> says in a fun exchange on Twitter, I don't know how this is fun. I don't know who this is fun for other than the idiot sycophants that want to just obsess and act like this is the greatest thing ever. Like, I'm sorry, it's not. I've done so many videos now on why The Last Jedi is objectively bad. Again, if you want to like it, that's fine. I don't, I'm don't. i not hating it. I've talked to a lot of you in the comments, and you know if you've been on my videos and you've commented down below, so you know I'm respectful of your opinion of liking the movie, and you know I just respectfully disagree. I'm not, I have not called any of you idiots or stupid or anything like that unless you've acted the same way to me, but then you're not staying in my comments because you're just a troll, and I'll treat, treat, uh, <laughs> I'll treat you like a troll. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm angry at this, so I'm a little off, you know, with just this. It's just, it's mind-boggling to me. Fun exchange on Twitter. Star Wars fans discover. No, no, no fans discovered this. Idiots. Stupid idiots that don't know anything about movies or anything about Star Wars as a whole. <clears throat> they discover that Empire Strikes Back ruined the galaxy far, far away, well before The Last Jedi did. Recently, Star Wars fan, <clears throat> YouTuber Patrick Willems discovered that The Empire Strikes Back ruined Star Wars 37 years before The Last Jedi did, taking to Twitter with this fun exchange. Let's go, Let's see what this fun exchange is. I'm going to take some of, if you look at the article, I'll post the article down below. Uh, Dorks out of the Force said a lot of other stuff that's just absolutely stupid and idiotic. Uh, as idiotic as what this idiot says. And then 
but I, I'm mainly focusing on this guys and I want to take the things out of order but I will have the link down below and I'm going over everything he says but I'm going to follow it a little more in order of how it happened in the movie. I understand he can't follow things in the order of the movie because he doesn't really know the movie. You know, stupid people do stupid things and you know, you know me, I'm always respectful and I almost never call anyone stupid or an idiot or anything like this. In all of my other videos, I respectfully, calmly argue my points and break down critically step-by-step -step points of what made The Last Jedi, in my mind, objectively bad. And I think I've argued those points very well. I didn't use any straw man arguments. Even in my angry rant right after I saw the movie, I went point by point and explained it. I've never tried to argue it as just like, angry hatred without giving legitimate points each step. But this idiot, he, he uses straw man and he hates on Star Wars and he hates on the Empire Strikes Back and he's just a pathetic little whiny baby that for whatever reason thinks that he's some brilliant genius that just he understands the last jedi and he's smarter than all of us and look oh <laughs> you idiots you liked empire strikes back it's just like the last jedi ha 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 see it ruined it so we'll go through that and he deserves to be called an idiot i hold that uh i don't talk like this very often and this is why so that when somebody truly deserves to be called an idiot and any other form of degradation I can offer to him, I, he deserves it. And we'll get to why. <clears throat> First thing, watching Empire Strikes Back, wow, all this comedy with C-3PO while Luke is almost dying is out of place. Irvin Kirshner ruined Star Wars. Okay, so... Let's just, you know, look, go back to the movie in case you don't remember what happened in Empire Strikes Back. So the opening scene, you have Luke, and right after that, the Wampa attacks. So Wampa attacks is like the first moment of the movie. It's kind of the, the first bit of action to get you into what's going into the movie. So we see Luke, and then the next thing it does is it jumps to Han, and Han goes and tries to talk to Leia. Then as Han and Leia move through, you see... R2-D2 and C-3PO and they're kind of having like a little back and forth and so the premise of what this is doing is it showed you your initial character you understand that something happens to him and you're worried and now it's showing what's happening with all the other characters that we know from the prior movie and it's setting up a, a type of suspense see this movie is brilliant because it constantly allows the audience to know information that the other characters don't know and that builds a suspense because you know something bad is going on, but the characters don't know. And it increases the suspense to make for a better movie. I know this is kind of confusing for those of you who may be fans of Patrick Willems and you know, don't understand that these things happen, that you know, scary movies, the scary part is the suspense building up. You know there's a bad guy around the corner and you're not wanting to peek around that corner. Or you're watching it and you know the person's about to go downstairs, but you already know the bad guy's downstairs. That's what's scary. Not the actual bad guy just being there. Like, it's suspense. That's what, that's what it's all about. It's the ability to not just go action, 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 action. As opposed to, you have the scenes in The Last Jedi where it begins and you have this 
you know, heroic moment with Paige where you're trying to make it like this is this huge thing that later we're going to see Rose crying about and Poe's going to be demoted about. But the movie says right after it happens, it has Finn slamming his head on the thing, falling down and walking around with water squirting out. And then you got Luke tossing the lightsaber. Everything's telling us nothing serious is happening here. And then you continue to go through this where you have the Luke talking to uh, Ray and he's asking her, you know, who are you? Where are you from? All the questions we want to know as fans. And it's a very serious tone. It's in all black all around. The tone is telling us this is a serious moment. Luke is a serious guy. None of the original trilogy has him as like the, the Joker. Yet you're trying to tell us this grumpy old Scrooge now is now all of a sudden really funny. He wants to try to laugh about everything. You know, they just, they fail that, that, that if he's changed as a character and he's now not wanting to believe in the force and not wanting to help his friends and all that, that all of a sudden he got a humor that just doesn't work. That doesn't fit. Like it just, it doesn't work. Like it's, it's mind boggling. So then she's talking to him and she says, oh, I'm from Jakku. And he goes, oh man, guess you are from nowhere. That doesn't fit. That doesn't, that the tonally, it destroys what's going on here, but it fits one more little last thing and there's plenty of them i've got plenty of videos and actually i'm going to do tomorrow about the humor well maybe not tomorrow i'm going to do soon the humor of the last jedi and why it just bombs because it continually destroys suspense and tension this is actually used as a moment to build up suspense just like if you're watching a movie and you see the bad guy michael myers crawling or walking up behind the window and you see him in the window and then it shows the two people inside the room and they're making a joke you're not going to go oh that joke's killing you know the joke's messing up the tension of this moment no it's increasing it because you're just like why are you making jokes right now you're about to die just like you'd be like all right you know why is r2 and d2 and c3po just doing this they need to go like luke's not found where's luke at someone go it builds suspension it's genius actually it fits the tone. It fits the characters. See, 3PO and R2 are always bickering back and forth. It fits with what happened before in Star Wars. You've seen that. Oh, there they go. They're still doing the same thing. Same with Han and Leia. Fighting back and forth. Oh, they're still fighting. And then, so as I was saying, The Last Jedi, you've got the final battle scene. And because everyone likes to say oh it only happens at the beginning but then they didn't do it actually not just as bad at the end and the falcon's trying to fly away it's trying to lead the ties away from everybody else on crate and there's only our heroes left and heroes only our heroes left and they're flying away and the ties are chasing them it's the only ship we have left to get off the planet and they have porgs flying into windows. And that wasn't enough, right? If the pork flies in the window, another shot shows where the pork's sitting right there and Chewie has to knock it off after the pork does his little squeal thing. This is humor, not where it belongs. But still, so that happens. And we follow along what's happening with all the characters. And we start, the characters start to realize that Luke's disappeared. Han finally realized that he needs to go after and find Luke. And that's when we cut to Luke and see him hanging down in the wampus. And... Then he goes and cuts himself down and he's trying to run out and he falls down in the snow. And so now we're into the moment of him actually where we know he's in trouble and could be dying. The only other time it cuts back to C-3PO is it has R2-D2 with the scanners looking out there. And C-3PO comes over worried about his friend and says, uh, we need to come back in here. Luke's going to be all right. We're going to be able to find him. I'm sure he'll be okay. 
And then finally he kind of tries to get R2-D2 back and a little bit later he has the same thing where they have to close the doors and Han and Luke are out there and they can't be able to save them. And Leia is clearly worried and C-3PO comes over and says, gives the odds and says that <clears throat> R2-D2 said there's 527 to 1 odds that he's going to, that they can survive out there. And then he's like, but... You know, sometimes he's wrong. He's 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 not always right. Like he's caring. He's, this isn't joking. This is a droid realizing the tone of a scene. Something our Ryan Johnson can't even understand, and this idiot isn't able to understand either. But that's it. Outside of that, there's like no jokes. The only other jokes that I can really remember from the movie are Han trying to work on the ship, and this is after Luke's been saved. He's already been into the back to tank and healed. We've already had the scene where Leia calls him a scruffy-looking nerf herder, and she kisses Luke, and it shows Han working on the ship. It's a time of, it's a pause, it's a rest time between that moment and then the next moment where the Empire's going to show up and they have to evacuate, and he's trying to fix the Falcon, and something kind of explodes, and he starts freaking out, and he's trying to stop the fire. It's fitting, it's that character, it's, it's the joke we all know. The Millennium Falcon's a piece of junk, and he's always trying to work on it, it never quite works out. This isn't ruining Star Wars. It's completely sticking with everything we know about Star Wars, you idiot. Next point. We have... <clears throat> oh. Ugh. And now Han and Leia are basically in a romantic comedy. Get this corny humor out of Star Wars. Please go through there and find... Watch Empire Strikes Back. And please send me one, two anything send me some kind of corny humor in that please you're gonna call this a romantic comedy no you idiot i've already done a video on why princess Le uh, leia and han's like relationship is absolutely beautifully done and how to do love how that fits in a fantasy film how it's done when it's an adventure war film it's little bitty moments that happen as they're trying to run away and get away where you constantly see just little moments in the middle of everything else going on that shows the progression of their relationship. I've done a whole 20 minute long video on why it is, so I'm not gonna go through all of that now. But you call yourself a Star Wars fan and you're gonna say that Han and Leia's relationship is corny? It's a romantic comedy? Give me a freaking break. Are you kidding me, you absolute idiot? Then it goes, oh, it says, Luke has telekinesis now. Way to break the whole mythology. Okay. We need we need to do some learning here. Okay. So, we know nothing about the Force or how it works at this point. We've seen a few minor things in the original Star Wars or New Hope now. We saw a few minor things, but we don't know how the Force really works. See, this movie explains to us how the Force actually works through Yoda. But at this point, we've only seen a few things. This movie allows us to, when he reaches out to grab the lightsaber, it allows us time to kind of put the pieces together what's happening, but it doesn't destroy anything that we know because we don't know anything. We don't know what the capabilities are. We're just learning them as each moment happens. So yeah, we haven't seen this, but we have not seen anything that tells us this isn't possible. But with Leia, we've now had seven movies prior to this. We saw an entire Jedi Order 
with thousands of Jedi. Some of the most powerful Jedi of all time, Jedi Masters, and we never saw anything near this. Nothing even close to this. None. And they've been trained for years upon years for Yoda almost a century. Or not a century. Is that a millennium? Millennia? Uh, a thousand years. And yet, none of them are doing this. You don't see Yoda floating around. People even still said when Yoda did the hopping around and Attack of the Clones and also later in Revenge of the Sith, that they were like, why is Yoda doing this? This doesn't even make sense. Even though he's a trained Jedi for 900 years. So when you have Leia, who's not trained, and a lot of people want to sit there and act like, oh, no, well, maybe Luke trained her. He didn't. We've got it in the novels. He, he told her a few things that she could try to do, where she tried to feel the force a little bit, tried to do some force meditation a little bit, but she was never trained by Luke. The canon has already said that. But even if it hasn't, there needs to be a hint of something. There needs to be an idea. See, we have a history now, so we know what to expect from force powers. So when Leia all of a sudden floats through space, even though she's never even done anything before in her life, we've never seen her use any force powers. Now she's all of a sudden doing something bigger than anyone else has ever done in history. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's a little bit different than Luke pulling a lightsaber from the snow in a moment in which we have no understanding of what force powers are and how you gain them or what's their limits. But now we understand limits a little bit better. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it's so unbelievable. Like, you know, it's crazy. I, I guess I don't understand uh, in a logical mind. And if I could think it logically, like he could, I, I, I would maybe be able to understand why someone could say something that's so stupid. <laughs> but I, I think logically and I understand film clearly better than he does. I, 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 I'm usually on the humble side when it comes to, you know, my comments on me, but I, I feel confident enough to say that I know film and definitely Star Wars better than this idiot. So then, you know, he does that. And then it says, oh, Jesus, this is him in his tweets again. Jesus, I'm waiting for Luke to find find the badass Jedi Master. There's just these endless scenes of a dumb Muppet stealing his food. Did he land on Sesame Street? Okay, so what do all the people say Last Jedi is brilliant for? They say subversion. It subverts your expectation. Oh, it's it's so brilliant. Um no, no, it's it's not because when you subvert, it it has to you it has to be an improvement upon what you you already knew. So, the subversion later that everyone knows about is you know Luke, you know not Luke, <laughs> no, I am your father. That changes completely the story and the characters' arcs from that point on. And this, it subverts it because. It's, a, it's an entire play. We don't know the Jedi Master. We, like Luke and like everyone else, looks at the small creature that's playing around joking the whole time. And we say, you know, we, we, think, he's, we think he's a nobody. But it's then 
later that we realize, no, he is the Jedi Master and he teaches us that size doesn't matter. This is a very important thing for people to learn, especially when you have kids in the audience, even though this is not a kid's movie. You have kids in the audience. If you want to say it's a kid's movie, then, okay, you want to show your kids people being beheaded, people's limbs being cut off, people jumping or committing suicide. Like, give me a freaking break. It's not a kid's movie. <clears throat> you immediately after the point that he reveals that he is a Jedi, he, he completely changes the way he's acting. He is no longer joking around, acting like, you know, stupid little crazy troll, so to speak. So you have this small little point that's used, and again, in a moment where it's some humor that you then have a moment of you know calm where you have this frustrating he says you know jesus i'm waiting on this to happen this is this is called brilliant storytelling because this is brilliant directing and screenwriting because you're starting to feel a little bit of the same luke as luke's being annoyed by this as well it's funny because luke in the last jedi is always joking around you would think he would just start having a slapstick back and forth with yoda but no that's not luke's character but, you know, who knows? I guess Ryan knows what Luke is better than we do. <clears throat> or Luke does. Um, so we feel the same thing that Luke feels. And this is, again, this movie structured so brilliantly. It's absolutely beautifully done movie. And this is one of those points where we, too, are like, okay, hey, we want to find out where this is at. Because when it's cutting back and forth, it's cutting back and forth to Han and Leia being chased by the Empire. And we're like, hey, man, Luke's down here and he's not really getting anything done. And here's Han and Leia and they're being chased. And, you know, Luke needs to be out there. Why is it he going? He just, he's not heading out there to where the rest of the rebels are. What's going on here? Like, you know, stop wasting time with this little Muppet, as he says. And then it reveals that he's a Jedi Master, a wise Jedi Master. And he shows how wise he is. And he shows that even though he's smaller, he can later lift an X-Wing that Luke couldn't lift. And so, no, size does not matter. So it's a subversion of expectations. See, this is subversion done well, not the crap in The Last Jedi. There's never a moment where you, it's a virtual expectation. You can look back and be like, wow, okay, yeah, that was, ah, man, I just, you, <laughs> it changes the way you view it. It doesn't change the way you view it when you find out that Holdo had a plan the whole time. You just look back and like, why is this idiot not saying anything? <laughs> why, why is she not telling anyone the, the plan? Say something, you idiot. Like, that's not brilliant subversion. Like, and there's just so many other moments where it's just, it's subversion for subversion sake. Like, oh, we're going to kill Snoke because, you know, why? No one will be expecting it. It doesn't really do anything for the story. It changes the title before Kylo's name, but outside of that, it doesn't really do anything. It doesn't affect the story going forward, but it's a subversion. That's all this movie is, all Last Jedi is. Empire does it brilliantly, and this is one of those moments. And this idiot is hating on it because he's stupid. <clears throat> then he goes, wait, Darth Vader, ultimate badass villain, is just a lackey to some crusty old dude. Does this old dude even have a name? Where does he come from? Oh, and here we come with the argument. <clears throat> we didn't know anything about Emperor Palpatine, but we knew something. Uh, we knew some stuff about Snoke, or this is why we didn't need to know anything about Snoke. Again, let's go back through what is the history and understanding of Star Wars. At this point, one, we've already seen Darth Vader under Tarkin. So it's not an odd thing 
to then hear he's under someone still after this, after Tarkin's been killed, to find out that, yeah, he's underneath the Emperor as well, that's not a shock. You're an idiot if you're shocked. <laughs> the, the, the story has told us this. This isn't flipping the script on what we knew of Star Wars, ruining Star Wars. No, it's not. It's just, it's just giving us a picture, a glimpse of, oh, this is the bad guy. And there's another one still. And the reason we don't need to know anything about him is because we don't know anything about the story or anything that's going on at this point. This whole time, we learn what our characters learn that we were following along with. We know that the Empire's there. We know that there's some kind of Emperor. And we know about Darth Vader. We don't learn about the Emperor until Luke learns about the Emperor. Until Luke meets him. That's when we begin to learn some about the Emperor. But as I showed in my video about Emperor Palp uh, why Snoke didn't work... Palpatine, we didn't need to know about him at that point. We knew, we understood all we needed to know about who he was at that point. Why that doesn't work for Snoke is because since then we've had six movies. We've seen what Emperor Palpatine had to do to gain control of the Empire. We've seen the Rebellion destroy it. We've seen that they've now had control but now, 30 years later, this guy has control. And not only does he have control, he's turned Leia and Han's kid to the dark side. And not only that, he's built an entire army up that seems to be even larger and more powerful than the Empire before it. And yet, we know nothing about him. And he was there before he watched the rise and fall of the Empire. Now, how has this guy been around for all this time and we don't know anything about them. See, these are you, because we know more and we understand the universe, we need more explanations. It just, it makes sense. If this was the second movie ever, then yeah, he could have just been a nobody. It could have been a, maybe a decent subversion. But we, uh, we have an understanding of history. He's a very important character in the story overall over these 60 years he's very important he's a follow-up of emperor palpatine that we now have a further story on we now seen what he had to do to get there that's why snoke needs to be explained stop comparing him like if you're comparing him you just don't understand movies you don't understand the way that the story has been laid out we didn't have one, two, and three before four and five. Like we went four, five, six, then one, two, and three. It's like we didn't need a further explanation. He he was not the point. He was the the he was the kind of point that made Vader and Luke their arcs finish and complete because they were the main characters that we've been following for three stories, for three movies. There was it done the same way with Snoke. Uh, let's see what's next did he say oh <clears throat> oh sure you're telling me a star destroyer has no cameras or anything to detect the whole spaceship just sitting on its surface no one's going to look out the window and see it so this is you know him just again straw man argument because you know i just did an hour-long video on all the plot holes of the last jedi i love to see him try to go through that and mockingly joke about those being picked apart now he just pulls out some straw man and tries to make it sound so stupid. In case you don't know what a straw man argument is, a straw man argument is where 
you basically take someone's argument and you make it sound so stupid and absurd that no one would believe it. And so by doing that, the average person is going to agree with you because they're like, oh, yeah, well, of course. This so to say this and the way he says it makes it people just blindly like, oh, man, yeah, you're right. Huh? I didn't think of that. Man, uh, you know, instead of like trying to explain it in a legitimate way you, to give respect to both sides. So there's a lot of holes in the last Jedi. I'm not going to go through all of them because I've, I've got plenty of videos going through them. And either you've seen them or if this is your first time watching me, you, there's plenty of them to check out. Or if you just want to act like I'm the idiot, then you probably don't want to challenge yourself and see whether or not your beliefs stand true. Because I've put all my stuff out there. I'm willing to talk to anyone about it. But why there's cameras? Oh, yeah, because cameras are a thing. And start like this is this is something we've seen on Star Wars is that there's cameras all around the ship. No, we've never seen that. But what we have seen is them checking for ships flying around, and they have everything turned off on the ship while they're hidden behind it. This is why you see Han say, "Hey, Chewie, go over there and stand by the manual claw to release," and they're just going to float out into the trash so that they can't read a ship being near them because all the powers turned off see when you write a story well the villains are always scary and always you know fearful you fear them because they're smart they're clever they can pull off things and you constantly have to be worried about your protagonist because if they screw up they're going to get captured well here han did something brilliant to be able to hide away from them and yet still actually he falls away into the trash but yet there's still a villain that then follows him and actually the empire gets to where he's going before he even does so all of this is just perfectly done it's it's brilliant storytelling all the way around <laughs> like the the capital the empire is chasing them and they cannot get away from the very beginning they went to the asteroid field they did not leave them alone. They kept bombing it. They kept doing everything to capture them. And then so they had to get out. And then they're back being chased again. And so then he comes up with a brilliant idea. Instead of trying to run, let's hide. And then he goes and gets into the trash as they sh shoot away. Brilliant plan. Bravo. You got it. But then, nope. The Empire still decided, let's hire some other people that will think like a smuggler. Let's hire some bounty hunters. Han's a smuggler. He's got some little tricks up his sleeve that maybe we don't know because we're, we're an army. We kind of think strategically like the typical person would. But we're not fighting an army here. We're fighting a smuggler trying to sneak away and do diff different things. So let's hire some bounty hunters. They'll probably have some ideas in their head of what's a good way to get away or do something. And they do. And Boba Fett finds them. And then they meet them at the next spot and they capture them. Beautifully planned out. That's how good storytelling is. Unlike The Last Jedi, where everyone's just bumbling idiots that screw up everything. Constantly. <laughs> I mean, constantly. They did not, nothing. There's no smart moves, really, on either side, which is unfortunate. But the, the Resistance and the First Order just screw up everything. So you never feared the First Order. It, it, it's absurd. The Empire, at every step that we've seen in A New Hope and Return of the Jedi, I mean, A New Hope and Empire, have done the smart thing. It's it's amazing. Before you say, oh, well, they let them get away from the, the Death Star 
uh, with Leia. Well, okay, so they put a tracker on them, and that's how they found out where the base was, because that's what Tarkin wanted to know was where the base was. So actually, all those stormtroopers missing in A New Hope, that was on purpose. See, they completely missed them so that they would actually believe that they're being chased so that they would buy the fact that they were able to get away and escape and think that they legitimately were able to escape and would go back to the rebel base and so that Tarkin could be able to find it. In case you don't believe me, right after they escape, Tarkin goes, I'm taking a big chance here, Vader. This better pay off. And then Leia even says, you know, we got away pretty easily. They definitely are tracking us. And Han was like, you call that easy? So that was what they were trying to do. If they didn't shoot at them, then they're going to be like, oh, well, they're just letting us go. We definitely don't need to go back to the rebel base because that's what they want us to do. See, it's brilliant. It's brilliant done. People still think that the stormtroopers are just terrible shots. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's frustrating. Sorry, Patrick Willem, you idiot. Uh, Star Wars is a little more intricate than your lovely Last Jedi, where there's nothing to kind of look back on or admire as you dig deeper, the plot holes grow bigger and bigger. Then he goes, what a dumb subplot, where Vader keeps murdering his admirals. The Imperial Army is suddenly a wacky comedy routine, and they expect us to take this seriously? Okay, so Last Jedi, we have a prank call and a your mom joke. We have Finn hitting his head on a ta thing, falling out on the table, waddling around with water shooting out of him. We have Luke chunking lightsabers. We have uh, a bunch of fish-headed, you know, nuns doing stupid things and, you know, moving around and sweeping floors or whatever. We have rocks falling down on their crates. We have porgs being flung into windows. That's wacky, stupid humor. Uh, superior, that's the dark side evil force that any time someone under him makes a mistake, he kills them and then brings another one up. That's called instilling fear. That's called creating a great villain. There's a reason Vader's been considered one of the best villains in all of cinema, and this is one of those. It's not a wacky comedy, you idiot. What kind of insane person thinks that killing a bunch of people because they make a slight little mistake is wacky humor. It's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's infuriating. Uh, I mean, uh, I lack the words to explain how stupid this person is. Uh, then it goes, isn't this series supposed to be about a war? The whole movie is about hanging out in swamps and going on a road trip. What's the whole rebel army doing? Shouldn't they be trying to, like, win? Okay, so I guess one comment he's trying to make is how people are like, you know, the Re Republic isn't around in The Last Jedi and people were wondering about that, which, yeah, they never, they, they didn't explain it well enough. If you read the books and stuff, I mean, I knew what was going on because I've read all the books, but it didn't explain it in the movie. But guess what? It did explain it in Empire Strikes Back. You meet, and we're on the Rebel base, and they're going to flee, and the Rebels are all heading to a rendezvous point, and they say, hey, we're, we're all headed there. But then when Han's trying to get Leia to her transport, the snow caves in on them, and they have to go into the Millennium Falcon, and they're constantly fleeing 
from the Empire to try to get to the rendezvous point. Luke goes on a different mission because he's trying to train to be a Jedi. So we know where the Rebels are. This is just a character developing moment, which is very, very bold to do in a movie that just had a new hope in the way that was done. To then sit back and not really show that much action. To then develop these characters so that we care about them so much that they become some of the most iconic characters in all of cinema. Something that The Last Jedi couldn't do. But then they say all we're doing is following them around. Okay, so I guess he's arguing the point where everyone says that The Last Jedi is stupid because the storyline is one ship slowly following another one shooting at it. Now, if you just look at it as an outline, you could say, oh, this is similar to Empire Strikes Back. I have a video that says Empire Strikes Back is a ripoff of The Last Jedi. I mean, Last Jedi is a ripoff of Empire Strikes Back because point by point, it just follows it. Um, obviously, the storylines are greatly different, um, unfortunately, because, I mean, I would have rather had a ripoff of the storyline of Empire Strikes Back than what we got with The Last Jedi. Um, instead, it just rips off the plots and then creates the worst storyline in between them that you could possibly have, like this. The Empire, or the First Order, is chasing the Rebels or Resistance. So of course, in The Last Jedi, Ryan's so stupid, he keeps switching it from Resistance to Rebels. He doesn't even know who his people are. Because he's an idiot, just like this guy. <clears throat> but the difference is, is we just have one stagnant ship flying as another one shoots it constantly, even though nothing happens. This is this is this is like an hour of the movie, just this constant doing of this. Yet, with Empire Strikes Back, we have the Millennium Falcon flying around. He's trying to get the light speed to work. It doesn't work. He ends up just uh, he's trying to fix it as they're getting shot. He's trying to maneuver away from like three Star Destroyers. He finally gets into an asteroid field. And then getting into the asteroid fields allows him to get a little bit of freedom. Once he gets in there, he gets into a, what he thinks is a cave. You have a few moments to build up the characters to, you know, draw out this relationship that now is considered one of the best relationships in, in cinema. And it's still not even there that long. And then they're back out. And then they're flying away trying to chase, be chased again. And then he comes with the idea, let's stick behind the back of that. The back of the Star Destroyer. And then he floats off into, there's action going on here. This isn't a stagnant thing. Like, I mean, to, to try to compare the two. And then, like, it's just, I, I just, I'm speechless. Like, it's hard to even understand what this idiot can be trying to argue his points are so dumb that it's it's hard to give him or understand the rationale behind what he's even trying to say. <sighs> then he says, Yoda, don't go. It's a trap. Luke, I'm going to go. Leia, Luke, stop. It's a trap. Luke keeps going. How do they expect us to root for a protagonist this stupid? All suspense of disbelief is gone. And then he says, two days of training and Luke is suddenly a better fighter than Obi-Wan Kenobi. Lack of consistency. Let's break into this. <clears throat> Luke has a character, uh, is a very developed character in that he's always going to try to go after and protect his friends. And so he goes to do that. Now, as he goes to do that, he runs into issues. He's told not to go. He's told that he'll run into danger. He's told that he failed in the cave and this will happen again. 
but yet he continues to go. Now, of course, you might, I know a lot of you that's seen The Last Jedi, you might say, but that's not Luke's character. Luke's going to hide away somewhere else. And he's going to try to hurt those that are close to him. And then he's going to just sit around and drink milk from a sea cow. And he won't help. He may try to send a force vision away so that that can battle for him. But he would never go battle. No, that's that's not, that's Ryan's, that's Jake Skywalker. We're talking about Luke Skywalker here. He goes... And he ends up getting just destroyed for it. He gets his hand cut off. He ends up having to fall down. He gets, he jumps to a suicide so that he doesn't join Darth Vader. He's completely wrecked when they fight. I mean, it's just an embarrassment. I mean, just dumb, just beat. It's, I mean, it's, it's not even close. It, it, so... We see this character get attacked by Wampa. So the argument is that right. People say it's just, you can't believe it. And how are we supposed to root for this character? Because everything works out for him. Ray's never struggled. She shows up. She, in this movie, she shows up. She is, doesn't really do that much training. A little bit of training. She immediately goes to the dark side cave. She's told, nope, don't go there. She still goes there. And then she's told not to go to Kylo. She still goes to Kylo. So same thing, Luke. But then she gets there, and nothing really bad happens. What did she learn from this? Nothing. Where, how did she struggle? She didn't. What was her character arc? She didn't have one. There was, there was not. And, so, and then she just lifts a whole bunch of rocks and moves them. Even though Luke, while being trained by Yoda, is struggling to lift one little rock up and move it over here. And then when he tries to lift up the X-Wing, he can't. And then when he goes to try to fight Vader against what Yoda tells him, he ends up getting defeated. No, that fits. I believe that's what I expected. Yeah, I'm sure. And when it came out in 1980, people were like, wait a minute, how can you do this to our beloved character? But that's why it becomes great, because it was willing to put a character where we're used to just seeing our superheroes always be spectacular superheroes. Back in that day, it was, you know, Batman and Superman. And Batman and Superman, Superman's not losing. Like... <laughs> He's, he's going to win. Yeah, they did some little struggles here. But, like, we never... I'm going to take that back. I don't know. I didn't live there. So I'm going to hold off on that argument. I'm going down a rabbit hole that someone may can defeat me on. So I'm going to stop there. I don't... I, if you're commenting that I'm wrong, I may be wrong. I'm sorry. Let me stick to what I know. <laughs> Luke has struggles. We get that. We understand that. Ray doesn't. That makes no sense. No one understands what it's like to be a perfect specimen that never makes any mistakes, that does everything right, even though they actually do everything wrong. If you look at what Yoda talks about on everything that it means about going to the dark side, that's everything Ray does. But she doesn't even struggle with the dark side. She doesn't even consider turning. This makes no sense. Again, we've got smoothies beforehand. That tell us what happens. And then he says, you know, Luke's only trained for two days and he's better than Obi-Wan Kenobi. Lack of consistency. How is he better than Obi-Wan Kenobi? Obi-Wan Kenobi held off Vader for a second and then turned off his lightsaber and just got himself killed. He willingly gave himself over. 
Luke's getting whooped. Obi-Wan was never being whooped. He he was defending himself perfectly fine. So what is even your point in this? What about it? It's showing that he's surpassed Obi-Wan. Now we can see direct signs of Rey surpassing Luke. She even beats him in a fight. And then she's able to just lift all of these stones up and move them like it's nothing. Which is actually really pisses me off because JJ was originally going to do the ending to The Force Awakens where it was going to show up and Luke was standing there and he was going to be levitating, I believe it was eight boulders at, while he was meditating. And it was going to be a sign, as a reference to Legends, where the Jedi, they had these boulders and they could lift seven of them. And when you're able to lift seven of them, that was that was only two Jedi were ever, ever able to do and one of them was Yoda. And so Luke doing eight would kind of be a kind of nod to that, like, yeah, he's the most powerful Jedi that we've ever known. Like that that was what the plan was for Luke. But then Ryan said, Hey, can you change this? Take that stuff out because it's not gonna fit my storyline. So he did. But then what that idiot did was then he added it to the end and had Leia I mean Leia had Ray holding like fifty of them. It's just kind of a big screw you spit in the face to all the fans like, yep, there you go. This character that no one really cares about, that doesn't really have any development or any intrigue. No one cares because there's nothing ever happens to them. There's nothing interesting about that. They're even better than you could imagine. They're better than everyone that's ever existed. Yeah, that's called lacking consistency. It's called lack of consistency and all suspension of disbelief is gone. Then he says the final point. Wow. So this movie went nowhere. They got rid of the best character. And the mythology makes no sense. Please sign my petition to have Empire Strikes Back removed from canon. Donate to my Patreon. It went nowhere? Are you kidding? This developed the characters more than any other movie in the Star Wars canon by far. It's all this was, was character development. You idiot. Sign my petition and please donate to my Patreon. Are you freaking kidding me? As if like the only people that are hating on her are just trying to get money from the other people that are hate like, <laughs> no, I've got plenty of videos. And plenty of explanations with probably hours of breaking down the last, definitely hours of breaking down the last Jedi. There's a Patreon. It's just love for Star Wars. It's just defending it for all the other people that hate on it. And all they hear is idiots like you trying to sit here and call them stupid fanboys and saying that they don't understand the movies and they just need to grow up and stop whining and crying. And maybe they don't have the time to sit down and break it down and under or explain fully why it's the worst movie out of all the canon by far. And idiots like you are getting articles constantly to promote them and build them up to make their YouTubes bigger. Like, you're the one that's getting an article written because you wrote some stupid tweets. 
donate to my Patreon. Are you freaking kidding me? It's the same thing you're doing here. You may not have a Patreon, but how many people read this article? And how many people started subscribing to you because of that stupid article? And then say it went nowhere. Okay, so it begins the movie. Luke is an untrained Jedi. Doesn't know about his father. He's trying to learn about the Force. Begin to get training. And we see that step. The movie perfectly sets up. If you watch the movie, there's constant moments every you know, 15, 20 minutes where we see another testing of Luke's powers. So we get to see his growth in the Force. So we have the first where he's in the cave with the Wampa and him trying to be able to move the lightsaber and it wiggles and he can barely move it. And then a little bit later, training with Yoda, we have him trying to lift up a little rock and it stumbles and it falls. But you see him lifting a rock while doing an upside down handstand. And then we see him uh, go into the dark side cave. And he fights against Vader, cuts his head off, but it's ultimately a failure because he's inside of there and he didn't listen to Yoda. So then we go back and he goes and he's trying to, we see him lifting the rocks and he's able to actually lift up a couple rocks and he's lifting up R2-D2 as well. But then the ship starts to collapse down into the water, swamps and so he falls down. And then, okay, we're tested again. Let's see if he can lift up the X-Wing. He can't. Yoda can and then we go and we see the testing with it so there's constantly it's all about the growth of his character and then we have Han and Leia which are actually if you look at the movie they're bookend by Han telling Leia goodbye in the reaction and then at the end it's the same thing but what we see is the complete difference of those two characters and what that goodbye means between both of them you see the hat I'm wearing right here it's a reference to one of the most famous quoted lines in cinema because of the character development that was done from this point to this point. And it doesn't overrun the entire movie. The movie is it them trying to run away. And there's minor little points that you see the changes in their character. From they're fighting and arguing constantly. To the back and forth of you know, her sitting there like, you know, one day I can't wait to see you be able to you know, screw up. And then they get into the, the slug and they have the little moments where... She's angry with him, trying to push him away. She calls him a scoundrel. And he's like, uh, you know, oh, I kind of like that or whatever. He's massaging her hands. And she's like, you know, let go of me. I like nice men. She's like, he's like, you need some more scoundrels in your life. And then he kisses her. And then C-3PO shows up and she kind of goes off. And you see Han kind of looking. And you see there's a little bit of change in him. And then a little bit later, you see them arguing a little bit. And he's trying to run and flee. But then when he gets onto the back of the Star Destroyer and then kind of falls off, she congratulates him for a good good job and kind of tells him like, you know, you have your moments and gives him a little kiss on the cheek. There's each one little step. See, th that's what people don't grasp when they don't pay attention to movies, when they just look at it just blankly and don't try to pick apart and understand these little beats of the story, the beats of the character building. Each point, there's a little moment that begins to tell you that there's character development going on here. See these little things? And this movie does it so brilliantly. Each little step. You notice also at the beginning of the movie, Luke reaching out with one hand to grab the lightsaber? Can he reach out with a hand to grab the lightsaber by the end of it? No. See, these are all character development. To say this movie goes nowhere is insane. 
absolutely insane. This guy's not a fan. Dork side of the force or whatever the stupid website's called. I will have it linked down below. They're all idiots. None of them know anything about Star Wars. They're not fans. And it's an absolute disgrace to try to say this to all these other people that have actual legitimate arguments for why The Last Jedi is objectively bad. I've got tons of videos. Come and try to prove them wrong. Or even if you can try to prove some of them wrong, do the same thing to Empire. Break it down the same way I've done to Last Jedi. Good luck trying to explain it as why it's just, it doesn't live up to everyone else's, you know, that, you know, it's really not that great. It's nostalgia. Give me a freaking break. No, it's not. It's not. It's an incredible movie. It's brilliantly structured. It was a bold idea to not go for the crazy wild action and adventure that the movie was known for, but to sit back and to develop and build these characters perfectly structured over an entire movie where you have these moments of Han and Leia trying to flee and run away, intercut with Luke trying to train on Dagobah. And again, this is that suspension being built, suspense being built, where we see them fleeing and hiding, and we just see Luke training, and it, we feel like Luke does, where it's like, we're not getting anywhere. Hey, come on, hurry up training. We need to help. They're in trouble. That increase, each one of them builds on themselves. Luke's getting frustrated because he doesn't feel like he's learning fast enough we're getting frustrated because we don't feel like he's learning fast enough you need to get to Han and Leia but it also benefits the Han and Leia because we see Luke's not getting very far and they can't seem to get away from the Empire then when it finally seems like they got away from the Empire and they're headed to Bespin Luke sees a vision and understands that Han and Leia are going to be in trouble so now Han and Leia don't know what's going on but we know something's about to happen to him and we're just waiting it's brilliantly created the suspense the way each little moment builds upon themselves. It's just amazing. It's beautifully told. And to try to compare it to The Last Jedi is just insane. You, Patrick Willem, are an idiot. You're an idiot. The fact that you even attempt to call yourself a fan of Star Wars is an utter disgrace. You think you're funny and clever to say this, but you're not. It pisses me off. I'm actually, if you think I'm pissed off, I thought I was going to rant and rave like crazy in this video. I really haven't. I, I had to look it over quite a bit to kind of get my mind wrapped around this video. And my anger subsided over the, the times of kind of looking over this article. So I'm really not even as angry as I was before. I was very angry. But I'm sure this video has gone longer. I didn't expect it to be this long. But those of you who watch me know... You're not surprised that I went long on a video, but I just, I had to do this. This, that article is an utter disgrace. And I could not leave it sitting there and not argue my points against it. I, I mean, oh man. Thank you guys for watching. As always, I'm going to cut it off here. I look forward to hearing your thoughts down below. Again, if you'd like to read this wonderful argument, uh, um, argument, <laughs> this wonderful article, I will have it linked down below. Also linked down below, I have a link to my Tee Public page and my Patreon. Just kidding, I don't have a Patreon. Um, <clears throat> apparently I should be because he clearly knows that somehow you make money off of this. <laughs> oh, man. Why? I had to do all the plot holes 
every plot hole in The Last Jedi yesterday, and now this. It's just, I've been bummed out by the end of my last two videos. I've got to get to some of the good stuff at Star Wars so I can be happy and excited. I hope you see that I do love Empire Strikes Back. That makes me happy. I'm so angry because someone's trying to trash it. Like, don't do that. Like, you just, you're digging yourself a hole you can't get out of. Why? Why would you try to do that? Go and try to attack Attack of the Clones. If that's what you wanted to do with this. Say, oh no, Attack of the Clones ruined Star Wars beforehand. I probably wouldn't have that big of an argument against you. I mean, I still think that Last Jedi is worse. I'm not going to, you know, have a big fight with you, argument with you, if you said that The Last Jedi was better than Attack of the Clones. I don't think so. But yeah, I mean, you know, we can probably have a pretty interesting debate on it. But to say that Empire Strikes Back ruined Star Wars, I'm not. I'm done. I'm done. I'll post. I'll post some of the videos I mentioned here. Um, on this one, I'll post all of my my playlist for all of Last Jedi in case you want to see all of them and you have it. But some of the other ones I mentioned, like uh, the Leia Love. I don't remember what else I mentioned. I'll, I'll figure it out and post them here <laughs> anyways. But as usual, guys, thank you very much for watching. I look forward to hearing all your thoughts and comments down below. And never forget you nerf herders. I love you.